From Astoria to the Rockaways, it's time for the Queen's New Yorker. And here is the man giving you all the info, your uber snazzy and jazzy host, Mr. Jason Gattaneo! Yeah, there they are! Oh, thank you very much! Thank you, Jason Kelly! What a group! <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh, wow! <laughs> oh my goodness! Thank you so much. Ah, you are too kind, and welcome to this edition of the Queen's New Yorker on this Friday night, November 17th. 2023, it's the the start of our Monday, Wednesday, Friday uh, uh, lineup of shows, because now, instead of being on Tuesday and Thursday, we've pushed to Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, so we decided to start this Friday today. I was a little bit under the weather the last week or so. I took the week off from uh, DMS 3000 News Live, and all of my shows I put aside, and I just had to go and step away from the mic for about a full week, and I decided to do it this week because next week we're into Thanksgiving, and we have a lot to cover, plus uh, DMS 3000 News Live will be on Monday through Friday next week, including Thanksgiving night, or Thanksgiving afternoon, and Black Friday afternoon, so we will be on all of next week, so do tune into that show at 4 o'clock for your... Uh, your two-hour show of great news and articles from around the world and the country, okay? Well, speaking of countries and <laughs> our borough of New York right now, before we go on and continue our series of radio stations, I just want to take just about a fraction of a second to uh, give my opinion of what's going on uh, right now in, in the borough of Queens, in, in my home state of New York right now. You guys are facing some very harsh criticism from people who are Palestinian, um, those who are supporting terrorism right now, and uh, I'm very disgusted of the behavior I'm seeing and watching, because I do watch, folks. You know, I may be down here in Florida for 20-some years now, 28 going on 29 next June, but New York will always be my hometown, and right now I'm so disgusted with the way you guys are behaving, okay? You are showing us a side of you that we never expected, okay? I'm always proud to be a New Yorker. I know New Yorkers are hard-headed people sometimes, and we... We're rude, we're obnoxious, we're crazy, but deep down we love our country no matter what happens. And all of a sudden now we've got this group that's coming in and influencing uh, the way the behavior is. And what do they do? They attacked Grand Central Station, okay? And some of them got arrested for it. And all I can say is, good, you got arrested. That probably tells you you shouldn't have done that, okay? There is such a thing as peaceful protesting, folks, okay? Take, for instance, the Israeli march that happened, okay? No one got arrested, no one got beat up, no violence happened, no destruction of property, 
It was a march for the Jewish people of Israel, and that is the example that we set to the Palestinians. We sent that message to them. You know, and, and when you think about it, folks, you know, we don't like to discuss things of, of negativity on our show, but I have a message for Hamas. Screw you. Fuck off. And leave us alone. Go, you know, I hope Israel takes care of you, and then you crawl under a rock, because that's where you belong. And that's all I got to say about that. Anyways, I hope that if there's going to be protesting, please let it be peaceful. Set the example, folks. Do the right thing and know the truth about Hamas and its destruction. Okay? Don't just go out there and see what the media is telling you or what they're not telling you. Get your news from other sources. Get the truth before you make your decision. And if you decide to go and support a terrorist group or the evil in that way, we don't want any part of you. And we will definitely not include you in this show nor in any group pages. And if I find out that there are cells in my Facebook groups, you're going to be ousted for it. I don't care. I have I have no heart for that. Don't call me a racist. Don't call me a prejudiced. Because you know what? We're not going to have toxic waste in our Facebook groups. I make that very clear right now. Okay? So, let's go on. Tonight we're looking at a, the, our continual look at the radio stations of New York City. Uh, this one is a commercial radio station licensed to New York that is an all-news radio format as an affiliate of the Black Information Network. The station is owned by iHeartMedia. And by day, it broadcasts at 25,000 watts at night to protect other stations. On this AM station, it reduces power to 5,000 watts. So it uses a directional antenna at all times. Its transmitters on Radio Avenue in Secaucus, New Jersey, near the Hackensack River. And in addition to a standard analog transmission, this programming station is also carried on the third HD subchannel of WWPR and is available online via our iHeartRadio. Tonight, 1600 AM WWRL is what we're looking at tonight on the Queens New Yorker. Very good, very good. All right, let's start our uh, look at this overview of this great radio station that's still here today. Founded in 1926, WWRL originally had a multilingual format serving the various ethnic communities of New York City. The station took on a mostly Spanish identity in the 1950s, then became primarily oriented towards African Americans living in New York City in the mid-1960s under the direction of news director Dick London, who invited community leaders to voice their concerns publicly on air. 
as the station became an advocate for legislative change. The music and news advocacy was an integral part of the black American community. WWRL played R&B music from 1964 to 1982 before changing to urban contemporary gospel music and religious programming from 1982 to 1997. After a brief return to R&B in the late 1900s, WWRL gradually de-emphasized music in favor of more talk radio programming, and then in 2006, replaced 1190 WLIB as the flagship station for the Air American Radio Network and retained a progressive talk radio format for seven years. From 2014 to 2016, WWRL had a regional Mexican music format, before changing to South Asian programming as an affiliate of Radio Zingdagi. Since November 2, 2020, the station has served as the New York City outlet for iHeartRadio's Black Information Network services. Founded by radio enthusiast William Ruman, doing business as Woodside Radio Laboratory, WWRL signed on at midnight on August 26, 1926, from a studio and transmitter located in his home at 4130 58th Street in Woodside, Queens. It originally broadcast on 1160 kilohertz. In its first year of operation, WWRL broadcast live musical performances, usually from Ruman's friends and neighbors. Among them were Astoria singer Ethel Zimmerman, who would later achieve stardom as Ethel Merman. WWRL began operations during a chaotic period when most government regulation had been suspended, with new stations free to be set up with few restrictions. Following the reestablishment of government control by the formation of the Federal Radio Commission, the new regulators issued a series of temporary authorizations beginning on May 3rd of 1927, with WWRL at first continuing to be assigned to 1160 kilohertz, which a month later was changed to 1120. Stations were also informed that if they wanted to continue operating, they needed to file a formal license application by January 15th of 1928 as the first step in determining whether they met the new public interest, convenience, or necessity standard. Now, on May 25th of 1928, the FRC issued General Order 32, which notified 164 stations, including WWRL, that from an examination of your application for a future license, it does not find that public interest, convenience, or necessity would be served by granting it. However, the station successfully convinced the commission that it should remain licensed. Then, on November 11th of 1928, the FRC implemented a major reallocation of station transmitting frequencies as part of a reorganization resulting from its implementation of General Order 40. WWRL was assigned to 1500 kHz, sharing this frequency with three other regional stations. 1927, Ruman had begun selling commercial airtime to local merchants, and in 1929 incorporated as the Long Island Broadcasting Corporation. With the slogan, The Voice of Queens County, WWRL began to broadcast programs in Italian, German, French, Polish, Hungarian, Slovak, and Czech, as well as English. Following implementation of the 1941 North American Regional Broadcasting Agreement, the station again changed its frequency, first to 1490 on April 29th that year, then within the year to the 1600 where the station remains to this day. 
1951, the station's city of license changed from Woodside to New York City. Most programs on the station were oriented towards Hispanic and black listeners and Greek, Syrian, Irish, Ukrainian, Russian, and Scandinavian shows also joined the schedule. By decade's end, WWRL had a 24-hour broadcast day primarily in Spanish. Leading black disc jockeys joined the station, including Tommy Smalls, known as Dr. Jive, and Hal Jackson. Egmont Sonderling bought WWRL from the retiring Ruman in January of 64 and changed its format to R&B. WWRL was the premier radio station serving New York's black community at the time, wrote Dan Charnas. Billboard magazine wrote in May of 64 that WWRL and black radio stations offered specific information, personal identification, and entertainment not provided by other type stations. DJs for WWRL in the 60s included Frankie Crocker and Jocko Henderson, whose on-air shtick wasn't important as the music they played. The station was known as the Big RL in the 60s and Super 16 in the 70s. WWRL's first year in its R&B format included a three-hour urban gospel music show in the evenings. Billboard wrote in May of 64 that WWRL and other black radio stations are monitored as a guide to which R&B records could be popular with white audiences and are exerting a great influence on the music played on contemporary and pop-contemporary formatted stations. Beginning in May of 1966, WWRL instituted an integrated music programming policy that added rock and pop hits in addition to R&B to the playlist. By late 67, however, WWRL began playing more blues tracks and those from lesser-known performers like Johnny Taylor and Wilson Pickett to distinguish itself from mainstream pop stations that had begun playing R&B. A 1971 profile of WWRL by Billboard found that WWRL played three oldies an hour from one of the largest vaults of soul music in the nation. The FCC reprimanded Sonderling Broadcasting in May of 71 for allowing the Reverend James Lofton Jr. to use WWRL facilities to solicit money in exchange for tips for a numbers game. June 15, I'm sorry, June 5th, 1972, WRL simulcast with Top 40 Station 570 WMCA from 8 to 10 p.m. for a special call-in program called Black and White. Owing to WMCA focusing on a general audience in contrast to WWRL's primarily black audience. Briefly in the late 70s, WWRL was an affiliate of the Mutual Black Network. In 1979, Sonderling Broadcasting merged with Viacom. WWRL carried sports talk programming from Enterprise Radio Network briefly in 81, beginning on January 1st. In an era when sports programming on radio was limited to live play-by-play, news briefs and a select few call-in shows, Enterprise was described as an abortive attempt to launch the all-sports format and shut down before year's end. By the spring of 81, WWRL went back to playing music. Then in 1982, Viacom donated WWRL to the United Negro College Fund, which immediately sold the station to National Black Network subsidiary Unity Broadcasting. August 14, 1982, Unity changed the uh, station's radio format to Christian talk and teaching, replacing the contemporary R&B where 
were urban gospel and reggae music, plus worship services from local black churches were broadcast live on evenings and weekends. By that time, increasing competition from FM stations like 107.5 WBLS decreased the appeal of AM music stations to the point that even the once-dominant WABC 770 ended its popular music format in 1982, switching to talk radio. WWRL also broadcast rallies and meetings held by the Reverend Al Sharpton. These rallies included a controversial one on September 9th of 1995, in which Sharpton claimed that Jewish building owner Fred Harari wanted to evict a record store so that a white interloper could expand his business on 125th Street. Following that comment, Harari's business, a clothing store named Freddy's Fashion Mart, was destroyed in an arson, leading to eight deaths. The New York Times later said this comment was later widely blamed for fomenting racial tension. The Freddy's Fashion Mart controversy was just one of several instances of anti-Semitism said to be broadcast on WWRL. Beginning in 1985, the station also sponsored a choir with around 70 members called the WWRL Community Chorale, which grew to nearly 100 members by 96. The Community Chorale toured 26 cities in Germany in December of 96. In the fall of 96, the Federal Communications Commission approved WWRL's request to increase its power from 5 kilowatts to 25 kilowatts. To resolve issues of co-channel interference, the station bought and later shut down three nearby stations on the 1600 or 1590 frequencies. WERA 1590 in Plainfield, New Jersey, WLNG in 1600 in Sag Harbor, New York, and WQQW in 1590 in Waterbury, Connecticut. WWRL's signal could be better heard in the suburbs of New York by removing these other stations from the airwaves. By this time, WWRL used the slogan, The Spirit of New York. Now, in April of 97, WWRL reduced gospel programming to Sundays, a move that drew criticism from former program director Reverend Paul Stevens. April 16th, WWRL switched to an R&B oldies format nicknamed 100% Pure Soul. He played music from the 60s and 70s, and a nod to what its vice president of programming called the station's golden age. To distinguish itself from FM urban contemporary stations, 105.1 WBIX and 98.7 WRKS starting in the summer of 99, WWRL devoted Saturdays to playing Caribbean music and added R&B from the 50s and earlier to its playlist. Additionally, WWRL added brokered talk shows to the weekday lineup that year. 2001... Was the WWRL was sold access was sold to Access One Communications Corporation, an African American owned and operated radio broadcasting company, and by then WWRL began playing more Caribbean music during the week beyond Saturdays. In 2002, WWRL added a popular morning 6 to 10 a.m. drive time show, co-hosted by Peter Noel black advocacy journalist tied to Al Sharpton and white Orthodox Rabbi Shmuley Botich. The Peter and Shmuley Show. This is an interracial buddy pair, the radio equivalent of Lethal Weapon, said Jonathan Ryder, a sociologist at Bernard College. 
The station reported that after the introduction of the show, it saw a 90% increase in white and Hispanic listeners. Rabbi Botich resigned in, two, in June of 2003, shortly after his co-host Noel did the same. Botich alleged that station management changed his morning show's format from harmonious to adversarial. The station also broadcast New York Liberty basketball games. By the beginning of 2003, WWRL had talk shows for most of the week with music only broadcast on weekends, specifically Caribbean on Saturdays and gospel on Sundays. Subsequently, they added local shows hosted by Karen Hunter, Steve Malsberg, and Armstrong Williams, among others, in addition to nationally syndicated shows from Larry Elder and Alan Combs. In August of 2006, WWRL became the flagship station for Air America, a politically liberal talk radio network that had previously broadcast on 1190 WLIB. Beginning on October 29, 2007, Mark Riley and New York television personality Richard Bay co-hosted the WWRL Morning Show. Bay resigned in March of 2008. New York Daily News columnist Errol Lewis became the morning host beginning in mid-July of 2008. In January of 2010, after Air America shut down, WWRL brought back Mark Riley as morning host and added syndicated liberal hosts such as Ed Schultz, Tom Hartman, Stephanie Miller, Randy Rhodes, and Al Sharpton. December 13, 2013, WWRL announced it would change format to regional Mexican music in Spanish, citing low advertising revenue as a reason. New York's growing Mexican-American community had no other stations playing music of their homeland. Following a few days of stunting, WWRL launched the regional Mexican music format and brand La Invasora on January 5th of 2014. February 1st, 2016, they changed its format to Indian and South Asian talk and music as part of the Radio Zingdagi network. Ten days later, Access One Communications sold WWRL to New Jersey Broadcasting LLC for $7 million. WWRL also added an HD radio simulcast on WKXW HD2 for listeners in, South, in Central and Southern New Jersey. And finally, on September 10, 2020, iHeartMedia announced its intent to inquire WWRL for an und undisclosed amount. It began operating the station under a local marketing agreement on November 2nd as the New York City outlet of the news and information formatted Black Information Network. The flip marked a return to the station's heritage of airing formats and serving the region's African-American community. The purchase at a price of $8.5 million was consummated on July 26, 2021. And there you have it, folks. WWRL, 1600 AM on the radio dial. There you have it, the history right there. Yes. Bravo. Oh, yeah.
Okay, that concludes episode number 240 of our great show here. Nine seasons in, and we're doing fantastic. Next week, or next Monday on the uh, next week on Monday's program show, episode 241, we're going to be looking at the next radio station. We're getting down to the end here, folks. So. Uh, be patient because then our next series we're going to really delve into some other great stuff including a great story that I wanted to share with you I never shared with you over the course of the 239 240 episodes so we've got two more radio stations to look at and the next one coming up will be a commercial radio station that broadcasts in a Hispanic rhythmic format and it's licensed to New York City and serves the New York metropolitan area it's owned by Euphoria Audio Network, and its transmitter is located at the Empire State Building in Midtown Manhattan. We're looking at 96.3 WXNY FM, or LAX 96.3. That's what we'll be looking at on Monday's program of the Queens, New Yorker, episode 241. So, with that in mind, I want to thank all of you very much for a great show tonight. And hope you have a fantastic weekend as we get ready for Thanksgiving. We'll see you on Monday, Wednesday, and Black Friday for our next up series on look the final two radio stations on Monday and Wednesday. And then on Black Friday, I have a special Queens, New Yorker. We'll be looking at a specific house that stood the test of time on Queens Boulevard. It's a special episode that I'm hoping that you will definitely take a look at. We'll post some pictures on it. And also, too, we have our, our new um, YouTube channel that we had just put back. It's called the Queens New Yorker Archives. And with that, what we're doing is we're now coming back to YouTube with our back episodes. So let me go ahead and let you know that right now we have five subscribers. There's two videos up there, episode one and episode two which was the premiere and part two of the of Queen's History. So you'll get to see these episodes with slide presentations and some, some pictures and all the goodies stuff, all the goodies that we had back in the days nine years ago. Now you also have to remember that the dates that were on for Spotify are a little bit different. But this show, remember again, has a nine-year run, even though we came back in 2020 and started it all over again. So we've had a nine-year run, even though we've done remakes and taken off from there. But overall, the franchise itself, or what we've, what I've built of it, has gone nine seasons, and next year will mark uh, ten. <laughs> so that should be very interesting. It was, I, well, it, it, yeah, we're in we're in season nine right now. So with that in mind, we hope to get to season ten next year in one piece, and we sure we will do that right at the end of June, and then of course in August we'll start up again with season ten. Should be fun. And remember, of course, be honest, be real, keep it simple, stupid. Kiss. I'm gone. No, I'm not gone, but I'm here. I'm going to call it off for the night. Remember, always do the right thing. You're worth it. Remember, good always outs evil no matter what. We'll see you on Monday for the 241st episode of the Queen's New Yorker. I'm Jason DiCanio. Have a good night. Bye-bye. You have been watching the Queen's New Yorker. 
This is Jason Kelly on a Jason DeCanio internet presentation. Thank you for your support. Thank you.